Welcome to Simply Happy, a show helping you learn more empowered living through mental, emotional, and energetic mastery. I'm Olivia Ryman, an author, empowerment coach, and your hostess with the mostest. As someone who's overcome bipolar, anxiety, depression, and more, I'm a firm believer that you have the power to not let any circumstance hold you back. It's my mission to help you take ownership of your life from the inside out. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your guide Olivia and thanks for joining me for this episode of Simply Happy. Also, sending a loving reminder to join us over on Patreon if you haven't already, where I can better help you help yourself. You can learn more about each support tier by going to www.simplyolly.com. That's O-L-I, Ollie. The link is in the show notes. Welcome, welcome. Today, we are talking about a technique to help you find the person under the label. So this is coming up for all sorts of reasons because of the world we live in (laughs) in light of recent events, all the things. Um, Yeah. And also actually, yeah, because I, well, I was having a little, little chatsies with my, with my hubs the other day and I was just telling him how appreciative I am that we are very empathetic, uh, people. (laughs) Um, And this was kind of what it was rooted in. So I want to just bring up like people we classify as monsters. And I say this because it's a term I've been hearing thrown around. um, Because of course, I live in the United States of America, and we have an absurd amount of mass shootings. It's, that's a whole other conversation. Um, you know, and just hearing people call people monsters, no matter whether it is the, is assailant the right word? Just the, you know what I mean? Like the the person doing the harm, the people not stepping up to the plate to help protect other people, all of it. Um, and I've just heard the term monsters a lot. Uh, and it doesn't sit with me right. <laughs> so... I, we, you know, today, in today's world, there are commonly accepted forms of monsters, right? Murderers, rapists, white supremacists, just terrorists, like so many, so, so many, right? And, 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 and we all go, yep, those are the bad guys, right? Like just lumped them bad guys. And there's probably, and there's more, there's more for sure. Um, however, there are also, right, previously viewed monsters from the past. Some people still hold these perspectives today, right? Um, but where do we even go? But I, I think about this, right, because people with mental health struggles were seen as monsters. They were seen as crazy. People with disabilities or that are differently abled were seen as monsters. Um, again, these things still are to some people, right? People of certain races, genders, sexualities, cultures, religions, like all of it. We we just, we just lump them 
into the monster category and we treat them as such, right? We treat them a certain way because we have let ourselves fall into that perspective, right? It's, um, it's dehumanizing. Oh gosh, I could like, I could start to like, I'm saved it. I saved it to the end of the episode. So we'll get there. We're going to talk about the process first. Getting ahead of myself. I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) So anyway, I came, I, not I came up with, but I have this process that I, I personally do, right? To keep us from villainizing each other. Because no matter, it doesn't matter if you are a pedophile or a rapist or a murderer, or maybe you're just gay or black or a woman or, you know, I don't, Hindu, like, it's just, I'm getting feelings. Okay. And I'm not saying that those things, I'm not trying to like say that if you're gay, you're the same as a murderer. Please don't construe it that way. I'm taking things from both ends of the spectrum, right? Things where we go, how could somebody possibly see a person that way? And then other things that are maybe more collectively agreed upon as monstrous, right? So this is a process to keep us from villainizing each other, no matter who we're looking at. Because I have had my fair share of people looking at me and going, you're crazy. I can't associate with you. Like, you're not like the mental health thing and how I was treated is very real, very real on people and in even being a witch, like people classifying me as like a legitimate monster and not wanting to associate with me. My dentist almost did not work on my teeth when he found out when I was younger that I had bipolar disorder and I was not currently medicated. Oh my, he, he backed away from my chair. Are you kidding me? Anyway, feelings. So, so back to the episode, Olivia, we're finding the person under the label, whatever that label might be. Okay. Even if it's the worst label you could think of, or the one that makes no sense to you now, but made a whole lot of sense to people back in the day. So first thing is see the label, see it, right? Like what I've been dishing out. It's just these one word descriptors right? See the label, experience your feelings. You're, you're allowed to feel, right? You're allowed to feel disgust, rage, anger, frustration, confusion, sadness, grief, whatever you need to feel, feel it. Experience your feelings. I'm not telling you to bottle this up and to pretend like you don't feel the way that you feel about whatever that label is, okay? Feel it. I would encourage to refrain from taking any action on those feelings, but allow yourself to feel them. Don't shame yourself or try to bottle it up. Feel it, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we have, like, that's how we get it out of our bodies rather than suppressing it and keeping it in there so that it busts out later at a time where we least expect it. Okay, so see the label, experience your feelings. Next, view that person from a different angle, right? You kind of take them out of the label that you're seeing them through. We're not discrediting it. We're also not saying that what we are perceiving from this different angle is fact. Keep in mind, this is perception. This is, this is, um, I can't think of the word. Um, we're not making an assumption that that is whatever, you know, 
different angle we're taking that that is truth. Please be mindful of that and recognize that you are just allowing yourself to shift, shift gears. Okay, so whether you see that person as a child, maybe that's someone's son or daughter or whatever, you know what I mean? Like see them as a legitimately small child, like when they were a kid, right? Okay, so as a child, maybe you see them as a partner, right? Um, uh, you know, a spouse or a, f- a friend um, to someone else. You could, ju- if you can't get that close, you could see them as just a human being, that that is a human being, right? See them that way. You can also see um, from the angle of like the psychology, right? For example, if we're seeing somebody who is uh, narcissistic or um, or racist or whatever, right? Um, looking at the psychology of what could have potentially formulated that, right? What could have, was it something that was taught um, to that person when they were younger? Did they maybe have experiences that could have lent themselves to this kind of behavior um, as as a teenager, as an adult, whoever it might be, right? Um, so that kind of lens, right? We just want to take them out of the lens you're currently seeing them through, okay? So again, I'm just, I keep going to murderer, right? Because that's like the baddest of the bad in a lot of people's eyes, right? Um, so taking them out of that person killed this person or these people and moving them, you know, or not moving them, but moving ourselves to see them from a different angle of what could have happened in that person's childhood or that that is a human being, like, um, or that person was once a carefree child, Right. It just allows us to like remove the amount of sensitivity that we might be feeling or not, maybe not remove it. That could be strong. Uh, ease it a bit, right? Give us a little gap, a little space to be able to find the person. Then next, we are going to find commonality, right? And that might feel hard for some people, especially if there's a lot of feelings there, but we're going to find commonality. And that could literally come down to, again, the fact that you're both human beings, could come down to, uh, you know, I don't know, that that person, like I sleep, that person sleeps. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like really reaching for if it's somebody you really are having a hard time connecting with. Um, it could also be on daily tasks or interests or, you know, anything like that. It's just this matter of finding commonality, of being able to link yourself with that person because from that place, we can actually do the next step um, because we don't feel so far removed from them. They don't, we're not, you know, not only just keeping them at an arm's length, but like putting them on the other side of the world, right? I'm just like, I could never, I'd never be like you type of thing. We, we help rein that in because that's where empathy is born from, right? Is allowing ourselves to connect with the person, um, at least in part, right? So find commonality. And then lastly, how can you express love, empathy, compassion, understanding, acceptance, or forgiveness, or anything else under that type of umbrella, right? How can you express that? And again, this might be very difficult for some people. And um, it is really going to just I think those other steps will help you get to this one. Um, And they are possible. Some people might go, there's no way. 
but they are possible if we allow ourselves to be open to that, right? Um, I mean, I have heard just incredible stories because here's the thing. It, it relieves the weight that we are feeling on ourselves, right? Because that is, that is a burden to harbor hatred. It's a burden for our own selves, right? So this is as much about uh, treating humanity with a level of dignity um, as much as it is about uh, helping ourselves not feel so burdened right, by our feelings or the way that we see the world. Um, so it's, it's both, right? Um, and I, I'm, I'm moved when I hear stories. I mean, it's, it's, it's really incredible. And I've, I've not been in the situation. I can only, you know, speak to what I've seen people um, go through. But just even when you see stories of someone who has murdered someone else's family member, and that person shows up and actually shows empathy and compassion for the person who was the murderer, right? Um, and there is such an amount of peace that comes with that. And that is through this process because they are able to find the person under the label. They're able to look past that one marker and see more. Um, and some people might have multiple labels, you know, that make it difficult to get there, but it's, it's possible. Um, so I'm going to repeat this really quick, but See the, see the label and experience your feelings, okay? View that person from a different angle. Find commonality and express, you know, empathy, compassion, love, understanding, acceptance, forgiveness, whatever it, whatever it looks like for you. And I have a big list because you may think love is freaking impossible or even empathy or compassion, but can you just have acceptance that that is who that person is or what they have done, right? <coughs> Those kinds of things. So when we do that, when we find the person under the label, we can start moving from that place, taking action from that place, adding that kind of energy to the collective, right? And setting that example for other people because it's incredible, right? It's, it's, it's incredible to be able to live that way. I mean, I'm, I have more to say on this, but when I was talking to my husband, you know, we, there is somebody that we speak to, um, occasionally that lives near us and I'm going to keep it as general as that. Um, but, uh, they are a registered pedophile. We have two children, two girls, right? Like we're aware, right? And, um, and we had other people like warn us, right? And we did our due diligence. We did our research, all the things, but we still have conversations with this person. We still listen to their, their life and their stories and their experiences as a parent, right? And their hobbies, their interests, all of that stuff, because we don't just, because we're not just going, you're a pedophile, you're a monster. I don't agree, right? But I've taken the time to view that person from a different angle, to find commonality, and to show a level of compassion and understanding and all of those things. So 
it is one of those where people are, are, are more than just one facet. They really are. And it is disheartening when we ostracize people because of a thing, because of, because of a piece of themselves, right? That maybe we just don't fully understand. We just don't fully understand. And maybe they have reasoning, maybe they don't. But here's the thing. We don't have to agree with who they are, how they behave, what their actions are, right? We don't have to agree with it. We don't have to condone it. We don't even have to justify it or celebrate it, right? If it doesn't feel right to us, we don't have to do those things. That is not what I am suggesting here. But we can stand up for what we believe in without dehumanizing another person or spreading more violence or hate. Because that's easy. (sighs) That's known. That's humanity's habit. We're good at it. (sighs) We're all so good at it. (sighs) Especially if we have been victimized. It's even better because now we want to make them the victim. We want to, or make them the monster, right? Which in turn is making them the victim. There's enough of it in the world that we can, we can do a pattern break here. We can switch it up, right? We can have acceptance. And we can treat people with dignity and respect. We can. Even if we don't agree with them, even if we feel angry with them, even if we are hurt by them, whether it's something they're doing now or in the past or it's been passed down, however it got here, you know, I think it's beneficial. And I'm not trying to invalidate anyone's experience or the actions they've taken before because I have not always been this way, right? It's been a practice. And it's one that I value because you could come to me with anything and I will never shun you. And I, and I value that as a quality within myself. I made a joke with my husband. I was like, I think in another life I could have been like a prison psychologist. <laughs> I think I would have done great. Um, but it just, it just isn't serving you know, and, and again, it doesn't mean we have to like be friends with or associate with everybody. But again, it relieves the burden off of ourselves, that weight that we're feeling. And this is especially something that, you know, I've, uh, I'll talk about it in, in the, what is it? Not the next episode. Is it the next? No, it's like two episodes from now. Hang in there. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Anyway, I'm going to be talking about that. <laughs> like in, two more episodes. Um, so I won't bring it up now, but I it, just about this, the experience of, of oppression and, and things like that. And um, it can be really, again, it's, it's humanity's habit, right? For us to go, well, you're the monster. You're the bad guy. You're not actually human to me. Which is unfortunate because if you have found yourself as the victim of that kind of treatment, we're just spreading more of it around. And it's unfortunate. (sighs) At least that's how I see it. 
And again, I'm not telling anyone what to do, and I'm not trying to shame anyone if they have done it. And all of us have different perspectives and experiences and everything, but I do stand strongly on this one for me. And you don't have to agree with me. You can find me under the label. (laughs) And that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of it. Because our world's incredibly diverse. And if we can't find the person under the label, then we're going to be grouping ourselves, categorizing ourselves, separating ourselves, segregating ourselves, and treating other people in a way that we would never want someone to treat us. Especially because sometimes we don't know that whole person's story. Not that that justifies it or make, you know what I mean? Like, but we just don't know. We just don't know. And it's presumptuous to think that somebody's just a bad person because of a label. It's never that simple. <laughs> Life isn't black and white. There aren't, uh, there aren't just monsters and angels. At least that's my belief. Might not be yours. Um, at least when it comes to us humans, us mere mortals on the world. Okay, anyway. So my question for you is, who is someone you can find under the label? Could be somebody you know personally, somebody you've seen on TV, doesn't matter. Who could? Who is someone you could use this process on and find them under the label? I encourage you to give it a shot. And there will be journal prompts over on Patreon if you want to dive a bit deeper with this. And I will also have the process written out right there in front of you uh, so you don't have to try to remember it from the episode. That is it. If you like this episode, please spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon, because we all know you have one. Secretly. Kidding. You can also check out my books and Patreon at www.simplyolly.com. Links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying Simply Awesome, I'll keep saying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.